Hi guys, we are on episode three of Ali Talks Tech. It is a fantastic day here in Nairobi at the studio. Today, I have a superb guest, Harry Harry. You know, I'm going to tell you something about Harry. Harry tells everybody else's story but his own. <laughs> but his own, you know? He's, he's, he's what I call our unsung African hero. So I forced him kicking <laughs> and screaming, screaming <laughs> into my studio today. Harry, karibu. Asante, Asante Ali. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast and really feel privileged and honored to be here. Thanks, Harry. You know, Harry tells, as I said, Harry tells everyone's story. But today, in the next 30 to 40 minutes, I want Harry to tell his story. So let's start by a very quick, who is Harry? Harry, Harry. And guys, it's not Harry hair. <laughs> it's Harry, Harry. The R is not silent. Are we together? The R is not silent. Harry, Harry. Who is Harry? You know, that's a very difficult question for me to answer. Okay. You uh, can start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but Harry is, uh, is this Harry, man? It's it's me. It's uh, it's somebody who you know born in a in a very uh, remote location of this country. Uh, a lot of people when they tell them uh, where I come from, they they're like, uh, "Is that in Israel? <laughs> uh, or is it where where is that?" Uh, so you know, because actually I tell people it's you know two two out of ten people know where Rabai is. Some people will tell you that it's in Mombasa. Yes, yes. And, and no, guys, it's not in Mombasa. It's uh, it's Rabai. Uh, and, you know, a, a lot of people actually need to know that, you know, in, in, in history, uh, you know, Rabai was, played a very critical role. A lot of the, actually the missionaries, that's, that's where they first landed. And that's where we have one of the oldest churches in eastern Central Africa. Uh, it's it's in Rabai. There's a small museum there. But anyway, that's that's my background. That's where I come from. I, w- I was born in Nairobi, but that's where I come from. Yeah. What else do you want to know, Ali? That's that's about it. That's Harry. How many kids were you growing up? Oh, okay, okay. So I have three other siblings. Uh, so we are four in our family. I have uh, three daughters uh, who are now out of the nest. Wow. Uh, See, yeah, we, I, I, we. I don't. I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah, we started early. Yeah. We started early. That we did. That <laughs> we did. That we did. Yeah. So that's that's my family. Um, and uh, you know, we grew up uh, not your in in your typical habit yes. kind of scenario, raised by a single mom, um, really hardworking uh, lady who. Had to take us through to school and through to wow. universities, wow. Uh, you know. Uh, so I, I really, I give her hesh. I respect her for that. Hundred percent. Other than that, you know, we grew up decently. Uh, we didn't miss a meal, at least. Uh, we were, you know, struggling, but we didn't miss a meal. Um, but not, not from the, from the riches that we see around us. Great, Harry. I recall the first time I met you with a backpack selling PC World. Tell us how you got into tech publishing. You know, I started my episode one on saying 
I want to tell the African tech story. But I think you've been at it for a while. How did you find yourself getting into tech publishing and how has it been? It's been a journey. So maybe I take you back a bit. Okay. Uh, Cuz I think I think a lot of these things, you know, they they need some bit of context. Context, correct. Actually, if you look at my entrepreneurial journey, I yes. tell, I'll tell you guys, you know, this is this is some crazy stuff. But when you start doing entrepreneurship, uh, you you don't even realize you're doing it. So let me tell you, in in the school I went to, and I didn't go to a fancy school like yours. <laughs> uh, Shots <but>, fired. <laughs> but 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 the school I went to, so we we had two types of people. Mm. We had the the haves and the have-nots. Okay. Uh, very distinct. You can see this guy is from a very loaded family, mm-hmm. and this one is uh, is from a struggling family. Okay. And the so so the school used to provide us with the Rexona. I don't know if you remember Rexona. I do. The the soap. I do. Yes. Uh, so they used to provide us with Rexona mm-hmm. and the panga soap. Mm. Uh, Rexona yakuaga. Panga soap, panga soap for yeah for washing your clothes. Okay. A lot of the kids, especially the rich rich kids, mm. uh, used to come with their own soap. Man, uh, they come with imperial leather. Lux. I remember imperial leather, man. <laughs> if you had if you had imperial leather, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. so 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 there was there was there was that. So so they didn't have use for Exona. Yeah. So me and uh, a good friend of mine, God rest his uh, soul in peace, mm. uh, he's dead now. Uh, Jimmy, he was called mm. Jimmy. We used to collect mm. the Rexona. Rexonas. Rexona. So you can imagine collecting Rexona from uh, <laughs> about 400 old kids. Then we collect them, put in put them in our in our domes, and then we pack them and then we go and sell them at the shopping center outside the school yes 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 wow okay yeah so so we used to have we used to be distributors <laughs> for Rexona okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah we used to distribute Rexona in the, in Druru wow yeah yeah but yeah so so that's i think that's where the entrepreneurship bag actually caught me but moving forward from your question now mm. CIO PC world all these were actually a build up uh, from from your Rexona distribution from, yes, days yes yes because even when okay. I went to university please, please help me connect Rexona and tech publishing I will <laughs> okay I will okay so there was Rexona then uh-huh. there was the then there was the T squares you remember T squares yes uh, so we used to when we went to university mm-hmm. uh we found a place in River Road where they used to sell cheap T-squares. Because mm-hmm. uh, at the university bookshop, mm. uh, they used to be, I think they used to call, sell them for like 3,000 bob. Mm. I know university guys are always looking for deals. Correct. So we found yes, uh, a shop in River Road. Uh, they used to sell them for about 1,200. T-squares. T-squares, yeah. Mm. And every engineering student uh, must have a must T-square. Have a T-square. Mm. So we we used to buy them at one thousand two hundred and sell them for two thousand uh, two thousand two hundred uh, at the university. They used to go like hot cake. So every every time there's a so, new batch of engineering student coming to the. So you so you 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 this is this is this is classic information asymmetry. <laughs> Complete, <laughs> because you have you have guys who have no clue. Or will not even bother going to River Road. <laughs> yeah. You you sussed out your ways until you got to River Road. 
<laughs> buying T square from River Road to main campus hey, in Nairobi Uni about a G a thousand about a shillings. thousand shillings oh my god <laughs> go on <laughs> go on yeah so we did that then we we also discovered people you I don't know if you remember those these guys used to like dubbing music I remember. Yeah, so we 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 and people were cassettes. Very, yeah, they there was these cassettes and guys used to like TDK. Mm-hmm. TDK was, was was like the top. Yeah, TDK mm. with chrome dioxide. Kabisa. <laughs> 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 yeah, so we also found those ones down down river road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we also used to sell those ones in in campus and this this was like mass market. Mm. T squares were very niche. Yes. And uh, TDK was mass. TDK was 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 mass market. So so that's basically that's where all this uh, entrepreneurship journey began. Mm. And when now moved out of campus, the first thing that I started doing was uh, I, I just got into. In fact, before I even left campus, uh, the first you know I used to be as fascinated by technology. So looking at you know uh, that time people were talking about the internet mm-hmm. like what the is this internet thing? So you dig there was no Google. So it's 100%. about it's about looking for magazines, looking for uh, looking for. So let me just take you yeah. one step yes, back. Yes, yes. You just said there was no Google. Probably there was no Chrome. There was no Explorer. What 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 were you guys using to search for stuff? There, there were programs. I forget the name now, but there were programs. They, they used to have. Uh, so, CompuServe was one of the yes, exactly uh, companies mm-hmm. that you know people would go to. Mm-hmm. There, there was ah uh, yeah, they bulletin boards. Bulletin boards. Yeah, yes. they they used to be bulletin boards, mm-hmm. and that's where people used to post information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, if you know how to do it, you'll get to a bulletin board, and and, and then you inf- click and yeah, click yeah, and yeah, click yeah, yeah. And, and get information. I, th- I think that was the beginning Saka, of, of, what, of, of search. What late nineties? Yeah, about mid uh, mid to late nineties. About mid, yeah, about mid nineties. I okay. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but the 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 thing is that time magazines were really a big Correct. Uh, information yes. source. Yes. So I used to really look magazines, magazines, book book magazines. Yes, 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 yes. Magazines <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes. Those yes, ones. Those ones. Okay. Uh, magazines which you have to turn the mm-hmm, pages mm-hmm. And, and, and read. And, and uh, so, so that's, that's where my interest began. Okay. While I was reading, I was also practicing. So okay. I used to do a bit of uh, coding as well. Ah. Uh, self-taught. That uh, from magazines. That I didn't know. Yeah, I, I mean, to. and you and I have known each other for many years. Yeah, See? yeah things are yeah. starting to come <laughs> out now. Uh-huh. Yeah, so a bit of code, you know, writing payroll. There was a friend of mine actually who was a big influencer in in this space mm. called Mike Kabue, mm. Mike Hai. Yes. Um, and and they, so we used to do a lot of things with him, uh, and and some of these things are the ones that actually uh, brought me to where I am. Yeah. Uh, where. I started feeling like I have a lot of information uh, and I know there's a lot of people who probably would benefit from that information uh, and therefore I just decided that I need to start sharing that info. Wow. Uh, and that's how I got into publishing. So, CIO Magazine point oh. Tell us a bit about that. So, point CIO uh, 1.0 was uh, probably about seven years after 
PC World had died. Because the first publication that we did was called a Microcomputer Guide. Uh, myself and, and one Mr. Andrew Karanja. Uh, so Microcomputer Guide was just a local publication mm. where we just did our thing. Mm. You know, we are mm. excited about tech. Yes. Uh, we're young mm. from university, young and restless mm. and careless and, and just uh, fearless. Uh, and we wanted to share. So that was a microcomputer guide. Then we got a license to publish PC World, uh, PC World East Africa, uh, from uh, IDG, the International, IDG, yes. yeah, International mm -hmm. Data Group. We did very well. Then uh, there was a time when Kenya went into a recession. Yes. And, you know, funny thing about uh, publishing, and, uh, you know, a lot of the media companies will tell you, mm. the first budget that gets cut when there's a downturn is magazines. Is market, market. marketing. Marketing. Yeah, it's marketing. Active. And that's what drives magazines, the advertising exactly. dollars. Exactly. And and not just magazines. Because you mm. see, and this is this is a very interesting uh, thing. Because you see, you would imagine that when there's a downturn, you want to market more mm. so that you can sell your goods and services. I mean, it uh, should be it should be a no-brainer. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. So so the first budget that goes is marketing. So so that impacted the business. Mm -hmm. Uh and we we just couldn't recover. We wow. we we tanked. We uh we tanked, tried to revive nothing. Mm. Uh so we sold the, the the business for a penny just so that the magazine doesn't completely die. So what what were the lessons there? You know, I hear a lot of, and I'm a firm believer in that too. There's a lot of conversations around lessons and failure. Mm -hmm. So, looking back, what were the lessons? Because there were tons of lessons. Uh -huh. uh, there were tons of lessons, and I think I think some of those lessons are the ones that have really benefited CIO. Yes. Just to say a few of those lessons is, publishing is a very very difficult business. Uh, it's not for the faint-hearted. No, it's not for the faint-hearted. It's a very difficult business. You need to, you need to, you need to pick your fight, mm. because you see, uh, a lot of people actually accuse us of of being, you know, serving big companies or uh, you know, ignoring <laughs> small companies. Uh, you know, you have you have to you have to pick a fight that you can win. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it's not about ignoring this audience versus this mm, audience. Mm. It's how do you position your business uh, so that you're able to to sustain and grow, to sustain the business and grow it mm. uh, and, 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 and also uh, serve a community that you believe in. Correct. A lot of Kenyan <laughs> businesses, you know, we, we, we just thrive. We, you know, you, you, you go into the business, mm. you, you push your business, mm. whatever it is, you make money mm. today, tomorrow you don't make money. Yes. Uh, but, but I think one of the things that we probably don't do well is to actually anticipate what could happen correct. A, few, a few years from now. Correct. Because see, if we had anticipated that we'll have that downturn mm. uh, and it will affect our business, maybe we'll have given a thought of, mm. uh, you know, how, how how would we have reacted? Probably would have reacted differently. Mm. Uh, but we never, you know, we, we think tomorrow will be another day that will just come in. And correct. So correct. we don't we don't do those long term vision setting, especially when Strategy. the company, yeah, when, especially when the company is, is small. Planning, envisioning, uh, looking for you know sometimes create scenarios mm -hmm. which you know could happen. Uh, I'll come to that. Yeah. So come to that. yeah, yeah. So okay, Harry. I mean, look, today you are running 
an organization that is probably the preeminent tech publishing house across the continent. That's no mean feat. I mean, hats thank off you. to you. Thank you. Thank Tell us about building CIO without funding. I have probably one of the few people who had a backstage view as my friend and as somebody who's been involved in the tech space for many years. Maybe you raised, you know, to, because today, you know, the, there's a new lexicon in, in town. I've raised. I'm raising. No. Have you raised any funding? No. No, we haven't. How have you built, by all intents and purposes, a fantastic business it's, over the years? It's BST, mm. yeah, Ali. It's BST. Uh, you know what BST is. Uh, I may know, but please tell my listeners Blood, and viewers. sweat, and, and tears. tears. Uh, it's BST. And uh, I think a lot of it also, you know, as founders, we actually determine uh, the kind of business we want to build. Correct. We could have raised Mm. We could have decided, hey, uh, I think this is too hard to mm. grow organically, mm. and therefore let's go out and okay. uh, and raise money. Mm. But that is not that's that's not the route we wanted to mm. to, to to take. Grow organically and, and and build value for yourselves and your uh, your stakeholders. We chose the hard way, uh, which is uh, okay. They're both hard, but uh, I think <laughs> I think uh, organic growth is is really painful. Uh, but I think, you know, sometimes I feel like uh, you need to create that foundation so that even if you're going to sell a business or you're going to get investors to come into your business, uh, you, you've created something that, some you know, value. Uh, some value that, mm. you know, can, can give you a good return. Uh, so we've we've we haven't raised. So it it was a choice. It was a it was a choice. It was a choice. It was a choice. Yes, that is interesting. Yeah. Harry, what keeps you awake at night? Oh man, uh, there's like forty five people that we employ. Those are the people who keep me awake. I feel uh, you on that. Yeah, because uh, it's those forty five people that uh, make things happen. Uh, it's those 45 people who have fun, families uh, that they have to put food on the table. So on average, basically, you're saying you are taking care of... If you say each one of your people has three dependents on average, that's 45 times three. That's about almost 200 people. Yeah, those, those are the people who keep me away. That is nice. pressure. Yeah, it's, that it's is quite pressure. some pressure. Because, uh, you see, you know, we can all and make money, but whatever we do, we have to do it with people. Mm. I think people is, is, is underestimated, mm. people who work for you. A lot of the time you underestimate mm. uh, the amount of sacrifice Correct. that they, they put into your business. Because, mm. you see, it's your vision. Correct. It's not their vision. Mm. It's your vision uh, which you have sold to them uh, and they believe in it. And you expect them uh, to work with you. Yes, you will. Mm. Yeah. So, so that... You know, you can imagine telling somebody, hey, I'm going to take you to this destination. Then uh, midway, you you fail to do that. So, or you uh, change direction. Or you change direction. And and it's happened. So Because mm. once, you know, like when the business, uh, we, we folded, uh, PC World, it was, it was hard. It was painful. It was painful because it, it's, you know, I had promised people, I had told people that this is, this is what we need to do. Mm. Uh, so facing them and telling them, guys, we've hit the we've end hit of rock the road. bottom. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was that was uh, it was not easy. Harry, CIO, 
and its evolution. Being somebody who's followed CIO over the years and seeing your business model evolve. Because it's not just the magazine, right? No. So at some point, you also got into events. And events is an interesting part of your business. Then COVID hit. Yes. That's what? 2020? Yeah. Early 2020? Tell us about CIO 4.0 and its transformation amid COVID. A mutual friend of ours, uh, Moses Kemibaru, coined the term COVID-assisted digital transformation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us that story amid Cardit, as Moses would call it. Yeah. How have you transformed? How has it been? And where are you going from now? So, COVID, it's still fascinating to me. In, 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 not in the, in the sense of uh, the devastation that it created, but the opportunities it created for a lot of other businesses. So, as you said, over the years, we've built a stack, a stack of services, mm-hmm. uh, products and services, actually. And, and we, we help, uh, our goal is to help uh, our community, which is vendors, uh, technology vendors mm-hmm. and, and CIOs and heads of IT, mm-hmm. heads of directors of IT, uh, to, to, to find that meeting point. Uh, so, we are a platform. We've created a platform. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes when you say a platform, people think digital. A tech. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, no, this is this is a platform that has a lot of things. It's digital, it's print. It has nothing to do with the meta- metaverse. No, no. But we're getting there. You, we, we are getting there. Yeah, yeah, okay. we're getting okay. there. Mm-hmm. So, so, we've built that platform. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, 20 March 2020, I still remember uh, when the president uh, actually came and said this is a situation and these are the measures that's the government. And we are shutting down, basically. We are shutting down and no events, no nothing. So at that time, events was probably uh, about 60% 60 of our revenue. What? Yeah. So so you're like, okay, uh, 50, and it was beginning of the year. Yes. So basically what you're saying is... It was first quarter. Is... 60% 60% of your revenue is out. That's how you need to plan. Yeah. So that uh, really sent panic within the organization. And, you know, I think I think the, whole, the, the, the entire month of March, uh, guys, guys were numb. Guys couldn't think. Uh, there was a lot of panic, a lot of uh, uncertainty, not just within us, but even, you know, just the industry in general. But the moment April landed... We actually knew what we wanted to do. Give me blow by blow. I mean, <laughs> you know, one of the things that I do is help organizations in digital transformation. Yes. But hearing from somebody who's gone through it and literally transformed their business overnight. I mean, overnight, uh, Harry. Give me blow by blow, please. I'm not sure whether I can give you blow by blow, but I can I can try. I'll take you back to probably 2018. In 2018. Yes. Uh-huh. In in 2018, uh, we we actually were ready to start offering uh, webinars as a service. You were ready. 2018. Yes. yes. 
did you anticipate covid are nope. you are you are you one of those guys we should Absolutely be we, not. we should be talking to you know these conspiracy theories ulipanga boss how 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 do you so <laughs> so as a business we yes. we have been one 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 of the biggest uh, traits of this mm. business and the dna of the business that we run is we experiment mm-hmm. we experiment we experiment okay sometimes we fail sometimes we succeed whatever succeeds we move it forward mm-hmm. whatever doesn't we pack it so we we were experimenting because we 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 started feeling that people were because events is a big portion of our business yes and we started feeling that there was a fatigue of people coming to events physically physically really leaving their offices and coming to cuz you see remember our audience is a very uh senior people mm. uh so they don't have a lot of time mm. Mm. uh so coming to events you know we could see they they're there's a bit of fatigue uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. so we needed to we needed to find something that you know they don't have to leave their office mm. but still attend the wedding mm. they, they uh, still attend the the event, the event. whatever it is and uh, that's when we started looking at webinars so that time oh. there was a f- just a few just a few companies uh, who were offering this who, service who were offering yeah um as, as a saas mm-hmm. you know, as a service we spoke to them mm-hmm. and they they were like okay let's let's try so we we tried the technology and it worked mm. uh so what we did is now we had to work back now to create a product out of that okay. a product or service okay. out of that mm-hmm. which we did uh and we started pushing it to our customers we got a few customers uh that's back 2018 that's in 2018 mm-hmm. uh so we got i think about three customers mm-hmm. uh who were like but you hey, kept at it we we want we want to do this no wait mm-hmm. so we so we 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 start executing mm. uh so a customer has given us a go ahead mm. uh so we plan an event mm-hmm. we shoot for it mm-hmm. and we invite people mm. so the customer wanted us to bring in 20 people mm. so we we normally what we do is because of attrition mm. um we register like 40 to get 20 so we did 40 to get 20 uh the day of the event there seems to be some sort of formula you just said almost out of out of your head we registered 40 to get 20 there's there's always we we always think about the attrition, attrition rate. rate okay yeah because you see somebody might register then something happens uh, and she mm. he or she cannot mm. attend mm. uh or such things uh so 24 uh 44 20 so the day of the event mm. uh so we're all ready and mm. and our speakers are ready uh and time comes and we wait uh for people to log in mm. Uh, so the first one comes in the second one then we go to seven mm. and that was it seven seven people out of the expected 20 out of the expected 20 mm. and out of the 40, 40 we registered seven people only turned only up only seven people less than 10% so we're like okay something didn't go quite right here mm. but anyway so we're like okay let's let's mm-hmm. try it again mm-hmm. So we did another event mm. uh, another similar event and that actually we got four four people. It went down. Yes, it went down. Okay. Uh so you can imagine a client who's paid me to do that what what will <laughs> what was the reaction? What was the reaction? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> and how did you handle it? 
you know it's about experimentation it so it's a risk you're taking um and you know you just have to have those risk mitigation so i'm hearing a number of things experimentation yeah risk yeah culture of getting things done yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah so we we just went back to to the drawing board to, to the to the drawing board mm-hmm. so we we said okay this this won't work so let's pack it Yeah, so we so we packed it. We packed it. We packed wow. it. Uh, and we continued with our physical mm-hmm. event in 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 person event. Mm-hmm. So March of 2020. Yes. When uh, that announcement when it hit was, the fan. Yeah, when when it was made, mm. as we were brainstorming on what to do, mm. we remembered you had done something. We had done something. Yeah, we had done something about two years ago. Maybe this wow. is the time to bring wow. it back. So we were like actually yeah maybe. So we, that's when we started. But you see now we have to also train our customers. Yes. Uh train our customers, train our internally audience. fast. Yeah, internally in fact yeah, in fact our teams were also <laughs> very they couldn't believe that you could sell an, a webinar. They're like how? how how do you sell a webinar? So we started running events. Mm. Uh I remember uh we we actually did a few events yes, together you with you. Yes. Uh, but then when we started doing those events mm. then everybody started doing webinars yep. then you're like okay so how do i charge for doing a webinar and there's and there's everybody everybody else, else is doing webinars, <laughs> <is> doing webinars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was that was quite tricky uh so that's when now we started thinking of how do we differentiate ourselves not just to differentiate for the sake of differentiating ourselves but And also actual value actual value for our customers we're always thinking customer how do we drive more value how do we drive more engagement with our customers because you see at the end of the day we do all this because of our customers and our community yeah. so that's when we start thinking of uh, actually taking this game to a different level where we we actually use a studio uh to to execute our events let me hold you for one minute on that studio i came here one day and i'm seeing a studio just two weeks ago i was here there was nothing i mean i asked you what's going on harry a studio from where i mean we are sitting in one of the studios now you yes. actually have two yes i mean that's that is complete transformation Tell us a bit about that. So when we decided that we're going to use a studio to execute our events, we started looking around uh, for a studio and we found one studio. Um I'm not going to name the mm. uh, the studio. Uh but so we did two events in that studio. Mm. Uh but they were not ready for us. Mm. Yeah, our vision I think was was much was way way yeah, ahead of yeah, what. Yeah. Because you see a lot of the studios that were there then mm. Uh, were studios that you come in and you do your recording mm. and then uh, you have post-production mm. and all that. But our events, you know, events are live. It's a live event. Mm. So you, you can't pre-record, then uh, do post, then, then post it. No, it's live. Uh, so you're, you're talking about massive bandwidth. Because you see, again, yeah. we wanted to push... That infrastructure is a complete completely, different story. Completely, completely. Because we wanted to push highest quality of video, for instance, 
Uh, some of them were live streaming. Live streaming, yes. Actually, most of them were live streaming. All were live streaming. So you're pushing 1080p on on video mm. or video onto uh, onto the internet. Mm. So you needed some massive uh, massive bandwidth. Uh, you needed good cameras. You needed uh, good lighting. You needed you know you needed solid infrastructure to do that. So needless to say. Serious, continuous learning. Yes, 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 yes. So we, 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 yeah, we realized they, they were not ready for us, mm. uh, and that's why we just decided that uh, we are investing in our own studio, where we can have control of all the elements mm. of the events that we want to push yes. uh, virtually. Yes. Um, that's when we recruited some of the guys you're meeting today, yes. um, and those guys, by the way, they've gone through some serious boot camps. They'll tell you uh, one day. Just just say, look for Jera or Dan. <laughs> I'll have them here as one of my guests one of these and, days. And and ask them about uh, getting uh, links to read uh, research uh, on on the best. So way to learning do this. curve like this, massive, massive. Okay. So from yeah, publish <laughs> yeah to digital publishing to physical events to webinars yes. to now actually owning your own studio yeah i mean i cannot imagine the amount of learning and Imagine. the amount of experimentation that you've got you've had to do what lessons for people and organizations and entrepreneurs who are evolving their businesses or starting their businesses? What lessons, Harry? I think the biggest lesson is what, uh, and this is not my thought, mm. uh, it's what uh, Mark Zuckerberg said. Mm. Go out there, uh, break things, break them fast, uh, learn out of them, and, and, and move forward. Break things, move fast. Move fast. You have to move fast. Because, uh, you see, uh, so, so remember... Whatever whatever business you're in, there's like another 100 uh, businesses like yours 100%. going for your 100%. your customers. 100%. Yeah, so you have to move very quickly. Uh, identify the things that they that work. Mm. The ones that work, mm. you move with them with speed. Mm. It's all about execution. Eh? Bottom line, it's exec- execution. You can do whatever you want to do about planning and stuff like that. It's if ex- you don't execute. Yeah. It's just an academic exercise. Yes, yes. You have to execute. Right. Yeah. So you you go in, uh, research, experiment, break things. Execute, 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 execute. execute. Harry, thank you so much. There you have it, guys. Thank you for listening. Harry, it's been great listening to you. Great lessons. Great experiences. We hope that uh, you have learned something. Harry Asante Sana. We look forward to our next episode, which should be coming in in the next two weeks or so. Thank you very much.